Do you believe in the paranormal? Unexplained mysteries? Creatures and cryptids? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome. My name is Adeline Blackthorne, and this is Darkness Waits. Let me give you a little backstory. I've been interested in the paranormal and UFOs since I was five or so. I listened to stories of my aunt's haunted house in Wildwood, New Jersey from a young age, and you'll hear about that later. When I entered my teen years, my interest ramped up, and I also started studying witchcraft and paganism. I've been a practicing witch for 25 years, and spent time as a paranormal investigator, which I'll also tell you about. I've curated for you a plethora of experiences and stories from people close to me, and what I have experienced myself. Names have been changed when requested, and if you have your own stories you'd like to contribute, please reach out to me at darknesswaitspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll showcase them on the show. Thank you for listening, and now, let's journey into the darkness together. I grew up in South Florida, Broward County to be exact. Nowadays, cattle pasture and agriculture is not something you equate with the bright neon lights of A1A or sultry sunny days at the beach. When I was 18, there were still parts of the county where teenagers tipped over sleeping cows and rode their horses down dirt roads. There was even a hitching post at the local Burger King. Trucks were muddy, carried hay and feed, and people still wore boots, wranglers, and stetsons. If you know, you know. My boyfriend at the time, I'll call him Rick, lived in one of these last rural areas of Broward County, and this is where my story begins. So one night, Rick and I were going to go out to the local arcade, Grand Prix, for anybody from the area, and he had to stop at his house or something, I don't remember what. Maybe his wallet. Who knows? I That is not what I remember from that night. I chose to stay in the car because reasons. I did not like his mother at the time and she did not like me. We arrived at his house and he parked in front of what was their game room. And it had a lot of windows and a pool table with a bar. And I could see inside where his mother and stepdad were playing a game of pool. Now from where he parked, if I looked to the left... I could see their side yard, which was fairly wide open. It had some trees, but it was mostly grass, and it led to a line of longleaf pines that formed a barrier between his yard and the cow pasture beyond. During the day, you could see the cows out there from the side yard, but there was a lot of darkness under the pines even during the day. There were very lush and very healthy pine trees and created a lot of shade. I guess it's good for the cows, but... Not good if you want to see things out there. I don't remember if the moon was full that night. I believe it was because his front yard was very bright for being in such a rural location. Because at that point, even the bright lights of Fort Lauderdale didn't infiltrate the area. As I was sitting in the car, staring into his house, watching him talk to his parents, something caught my eye. Movement like the tree branches were moving at the line of the pasture in his side yard. I stared at the movement, thinking maybe that a cow had gotten through the line or was grazing through the fence, but that's not what it was. What emerged 
through that line of trees was a werewolf. I know, I know, I can hear you across time and space. Werewolves don't exist, right? I wish that were so. Now, this was long before Underworld was a thing. But what came out of those trees was very much like an Underworld lichen. Very tall, most likely around seven foot, and I could judge that by the tree that he was leaning up against. He had white fur, glowing, eerie green eyes that were out of this world. And it stood on two legs. So imagine, if you will, if a dog's hips could keep it upright for extended periods. And that is essentially what you would have. That's what I was looking at. I froze. My body literally locked down. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I've never felt terror like I did in that moment. I watched helpless as it just stood there. It's hand, paw, whatever you want to call it, braced on the tree trunk. It lifted its muzzle into the air like it was sniffing, testing the wind, searching for something. Could it smell me? Does fear have an aroma? These are the things that started flying through my head. My eyes darted between it and the safety of the house. The warm lights, the three people inside, walls, seemed like a safe zone, which when I think back on it was probably giving me a false sense of security. Although I couldn't move, my mind was racing, trying to come up with a successful exit strategy. My eyes feverishly gauged the distance between the werewolf and the door leading into the house which was about 50 to 70 feet, so uh, not much. But still, I was thinking, would I be able to bolt from the car and get inside before I was noticed? You know, n nobody knows what they're going to do when they're in a situation like I was in. Everybody can say, oh, I would do this or I would do that, but you don't know. I mean, there was even a Geico commercial, I think, that mocked horror films and again if you know you know it's one of my favorite commercials but my body was so locked down that the only thing moving was my 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 brain it was on fire it was going a mile a minute was i actually seeing what i thought i was seeing i'm a fairly logical sane person um and you know these things existed in movies not reality if werewolves are real does that mean vampires are? Fairies? I mean, we all want vampires to be real, right? So why did I get stuck with a werewolf? But back to what I was thinking. <laughs> Is he going to eat me? Was the biggest refrain going through my brain. Along with visions of me being ripped to shreds as I tried to run from the car to the front door. My eyes flicked back to where Rick stood in his house back to me blissfully unaware of what was going on outside i thought again that maybe i can get out of the car and into the house before the creature would be after me but i decided that staying in the car was the safest move to make literally i'm envisioning him running up to the car breaking windows i, I mean my mind 
was coming up with every horror movie scenario that it could as I stared at this thing. When I look back at the werewolf, which even sounds funny saying it out loud, I look back at him and he was still there. But now his gaze had shifted and he was looking right at me. I let out a gasp, first sound I made since it had come into view. And my knees unlocked enough so I could slide down the front seat slowly. But, you know, my head wouldn't go. I, you're not going to fit a full human being in this floor well of a passenger side of a Buick Regal. But I was able to get far enough below the dashboard where I could still peer out and keep an eye on the monster that should not be in my reality. It seemed like an eternity, though. I'm sure it was only a couple of minutes, but his eyes, his eerie, eerie eyes finally moved from my direction. He turned around and faded back into the trees, heading back towards the cow pasture. I continued to slouch in my seat, my eyes locked on the spot where he was, my brain still unable to comprehend what I actually just saw. The whole encounter couldn't have taken more than five minutes, if that. I was totally blown off my axis. I didn't know what to think. Did I really just see what my brain was telling me I saw? This was a creature of myth, not something that lived in my world. But I sure as hell couldn't tell anybody what I just saw. Because part of me didn't believe it myself. And that's a scary feeling when you can't trust your own brain or your own eyes. At that point, Rick finally came out of the house and opened up his door. He took one look at me in the overhead dome light and immediately asked me what was wrong. Nothing. Nothing's wrong. Why do you ask? I could hear a tremor in my voice, so I knew I wasn't going to fool him. But I really couldn't tell him what I saw. He just said that I looked terrified. And that I made some excuse about, you know, being alone on his property, in the dark, waiting on him. Must have given me a case of the spooks seemed believable enough and for a while that's what i told myself he had a case of the spooks over time though when the when the memory remained very clear in my mind i knew what i saw the older i got and i guess you could say the more i had zero fucks to give i embraced that what i saw was real that day kind of changed my life in a way I was a big horror movie fan at that point in my life, and werewolves and vampires were my favorite things. And then I actually saw a werewolf. And to this day, I cannot watch anything with a werewolf in it. Not Underworld. Not American Werewolf in London. Not Lupin's transformation in Harry Potter. Or even Michael Jackson video that, up until that point, I really liked. Yeah, I like Thriller. Sue me. My husband makes fun of me because, well, who wouldn't? He believes me, though, I think, or at least he wants to believe me. Like I said, I find it hard to believe myself sometimes. I've never seen another one again. And although I really wish I would, I've never seen a vampire either. So, somewhere in Broward County, Florida, there is a wolf walking around on two legs. What a fantastical world we could be living in if there truly are creatures and cryptids that can't be explained or that hide from explanation. What if more myths were real? What if my werewolf isn't the only one out there? 
actually have never looked into other werewolf sightings just because I'm scared to death of what I'm going to see and I can't look at werewolf pictures so that kind of goes hand in hand with looking up werewolf sightings werewolves have been mentioned in the historical record since they first surfaced in the epic of Gilgamesh in 2100 BC that's a long freaking time to be around if there wasn't some kernel of truth Every region in the world has their own legends about them. What causes it, whether it's a pelt, a belt, a spell, a bite under a full moon, whatever, or whether they're just people caught up in the delirium of a mental illness. What I saw did clearly not exist as a mental illness. So, so you know, fur doesn't typically manifest with mental illnesses. Anyway, I mean, if werewolves are real... And I only say if, because even though I've seen one, I still have reservations as a sane, logical person. What if other creatures exist? What if vampires do exist? Not a person who believes that they are a vampire and drinks blood to make it look real. Not that I'm knocking anybody. I mean, who say that doesn't make them a vampire? Am I right? What I mean is the mythical vampire a supernatural being that lives forever. What about the Fae? Goblins. Some people claim they've seen them in Kentucky. And then there's Bigfoot, Chupacabras, Dragons. What if somewhere in the world these things exist? I know people say creatures like werewolves or Bigfoot or other cryptids shouldn't exist and we're brought up to believe that the monsters aren't real. There isn't a monster under your bed or in your closet, or standing under your window by the light of the full moon. But they are real, and they do walk among us. They just choose not to be seen, unless they want to be. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my experience and will return for more. If you have your own personal experiences you'd like to share, please let me know at darknesswaitspodcast at gmail.com and I'll showcase your tale. Just a note, I don't respond to negative comments. I'm open to logical adult discussions, but trolls, the internet kind, will not be tolerated. Stay safe, have fun, but remember, darkness waits.